0: The Open Table podcast is presented by Campus to City Wesley Foundation and Studio Wesley. Studio Wesley is CCW's online ministry for college-aged young adults in Northeast Florida. In this space, we intend to curate restorative content that will not only meet students where they are, but also walk with them forward. Studio Wesley was made possible in part by a grant from the Methodist Foundation. The Open Table podcast is open to everyone where we share our stories
1: on this journey of
2: faith. CCW's story has always been one of transition, from teenage years into adulthood, from high school to college to career, from others' expectations to discovering personal identity. In the Transition Series, we'll hear from some of CCW's young adult leaders as they describe the transitions they are experiencing during the summer of 2019. We've got another great episode for you in the Transition Series. Today, we're going to hear from Reverend Haley Eccles, our new Associate Director, as she talks about her journey and her excitement of joining our team. Haley, how are you doing?
1: Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm really glad I made it before the... Rain really hit hard, or was able to get in, in between yeah. sprinkles. <laughs> awesome.
2: So you you become a local pastor. I did. Yeah. And you're appointed to Murray Hill United Methodist. I was. Yeah. And uh, and then you eventually were a commissioned elder, um, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully soon you'll be um, a full-connected, ordained elder In the Florida Conference. What has it been like to be a a woman, a young woman, a young married woman, a young married woman with a son leading a congregation where most of the people in the room are very far removed from that stage of life? And I guess it bears I to say that Murray Hill is an older congregation.
1: It is. It is an older congregation. And um, one of the things that I, I have called myself in the past is a Pollyanna.
2: Hmm. Now,
1: that is not going to be a reference that really hits home to our campus ministry students probably not um but look it up uh Haley mills she spells her name with a y i was actually named after her
2: were you really uh, i was wow. yeah
1: yeah um so she you know she did a lot of movies she mm-hmm. did the original parent trap and she yeah. did this movie called pollyanna um where she goes to this town of miserable people and pulls the joy out of them Mm-hmm. And one of the ways she does that is just by being able to notice, to notice the, the good things that are there. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say that that was a lot of my journey as a pastor is to help people notice mm-hmm. that God is working and moving and that there are good things there. I think you get to the point when you're a local church of an aging congregation and you've seen... Um, the glory days Mm. when there were three services on a Sunday because the church house was so full and the youth ministry was booming and there were so many wonderful things that you look around at your current context and only see empty seats and Mm. only see the lack that's there. And it's just not the case that it is all bad, that it is all in decline, that mm-hmm. there is not hope or movement. Um, and in some ways, the type of ministry that happens in those places can be more authentic and genuine and and hit to the specific needs of people mm-hmm. than these large curriculum based, Um, social ministries that were booming at one time that aren't going as well now. Um, So I think that the way I started was to be able to affirm those good things.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then from those good things, be able to say, okay, from our assets, what can we do? Yeah. I think the hard thing is that... um, Because I was pregnant when I started, which I did not know I was pregnant when I started. (laughs) Um, My very first sermon I preached, um, like right before I went to preach, I threw up and I thought I was just nervous. But then I found out, like, that no, that was little Eli, like (laughs) messing with my my body. (laughs) Um, So. I think some of the good things about uh, starting out pregnant was that there were things that I automatically could not do. I could Mm. not be the solo heroic leader who worked 80 hours a week
2: Mm. because
1: my body was tired (laughs) after 50 hours or 40 Mm -hmm. hours. um, And I needed to rest, not just Mm -hmm. for me, but for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to delegate and I had to build teams and I had to, um, encourage and, and, put other people in positions. And I may not have done that as well without him, but mm-hmm. because, um, I had that limitation, I think that helped me to set a better precedent mm-hmm. when I started. Um, I do think I got a little bit longer of a honeymoon period than other pastors do because people were excited about uh, Eli coming. Yeah. Um, they might have been scared if they had complained. They would have like given me Braxton Hicks. So <laughs> I didn't hear as many um, of those challenges until I got back from maternity leave mm-hmm. of things that needed to change. Um, and I mean, I think that ended up being good for my mental health and everything. Um, And I think I also learned that, um, you know, one of the the things about accepting my call is that leadership doesn't have to look as authoritative as the pastoral leadership I grew up under. Hmm. So there are ways as a, young woman for me to address needs that would sound ingenuine for me to do. I have a, I have a softer voice, um, and a pretty gentle presence. Mm -hmm. If I came in yelling and screaming, it just probably be more comical than it would be effective. Uh, Yeah. But, um, there are ways that I can ask good questions or make suggestions that I think um, have been more effective for me to kind of embrace how I've been received and and who I am for for Murray Hill. So yeah.
2: So when you found out that there was this possibility of joining a campus ministry,
1: when Derek rocked my world. In the, <laughs> <laughs> on my birthday
2: it was your birthday it <laughs> was so so what what was going through your mind what were you thinking as uh this this idea first kind of fell into your lap
1: so I think one of the things um that I can I want to be like genuine about was that I still, I don't know fully that my call is to campus ministry specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think campus ministry is a breeding ground for the kind of kind of gifts and the things that I'm called to. Mm. Um, and so, so at, at Murray Hill, we had started to have these conversations about fresh expressions we had started to have these conversations about how do you connect to a community, mm. um, especially when a lot of our local churches have become so disconnected from the communities they've started in, because um, the communities change a lot. And mm. Murray Hill is a great example of a community that has changed a lot um, mm. since the church has been founded there, which right. is a long time. Um and to to, to uh, meet a community where they're at, to engage in a fresh expression, to do mm-hmm. things like that, you have to be able and willing to risk, to be willing to fail, yeah. um, to be willing to be uncomfortable and introduce yourself to random people and feel awkward doing it. Mm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things you have to be willing to do. Yeah. And, there are people who are willing to do that. There are churches that are willing to do that, and there are churches that are not sure if that's their calling and if right. they just want to keep going. Um, and somehow I feel called or motivated to be the person who encourages the mobilization of ministers to the community.
2: Mm-hmm, hmm
1: And I see Campus to City Wesley as doing that in a very specific context. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be a a campus ministry that's going across three different campuses and hoping to go across more than that, Mm -hmm. um, the only way you can do that is to build your ministers in the community. And it means that you are equipping and engaging with students who want to get to know other students who care about them and their souls and, and how to, um, embrace them and also are willing to, um, are oftentimes willing to allow people, um, to explore faith in a really open way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not mobilizing students to go out with a survey and get them to, at the end, pray a specific prayer. It's mobilizing students to go out and get to know the needs, the, the, the cares, the hopes, the dreams, and then maybe suggesting Jesus fits in that picture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus may b- even be a huge part of that picture that they haven't realized yet. Right, um, but that kind of openness and that that willingness to take risks, I think that that can happen on a college campus. That can be a little bit harder for a local church, and so I guess I'm I'm hoping that in campus ministry, I get to um, to learn and be a part of that kind of mobilization and inspiring of ministers going out um, and see where that that continues to take my call if if campuses are the place that I'm supposed to carry that out for the long term Mm. or um, to take that gift into a local church that is ready to take some risks and rock a community.
2: (laughs) Wow. So, Reverend Haley... Eccles. I always start to say Reverend Haley Grace because of your yeah. Insta handle. Um, Reverend Haley Eccles is coming to be the associate director and resident in ministry for Campus City Wesley Foundation starting July 1st. Whatever that and, means. yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, what are you hoping students learn about you in your first couple of months?
1: I think um, that having a title like Reverend... Um,
2: Which I will be using. You know, I will be calling you Reverend Haley.
1: That, And I don't mind that people use the title. And I, I mean, especially in the local church, I think I was a little bit more of a stickler about people using the title because um, I hadn't necessarily earned the respect as a 31-year-old woman who was... Younger than most of their great grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. Um. In one pa- in one case, a great grandchild, and mm-hmm. many cases grandchildren, though. Um. So, but when you have a title like reverend, I think it comes with this idea or thought that you would have a certain amount of your life together, and that you would have a certain <laughs> number of answers. Mm. Um, and I think one of the things I love about leadership is that it is, it seems to be the best place for me to learn, Hmm. um, that I don't really walk into a room as a leader, assuming that I have all the answers, but my leadership style is more trying to put together, all of the strengths, all of the pieces, and kind mm-hmm. of help shape them into something that that is usable.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: But it means I get to learn a lot in the process. And so I would want students to know that, um, that I want my role to be, to learn from them first and to see them as, to use a term from, social work experts of their own experience and their own context. Wow um and that you know i hope to to learn and be better about not rushing to advice giving or teaching um but allowing people to kind of coach through their own experiences and kind of come to those realizations um the other thing i was thinking about in the car on the way here mm um was that in January I um was doing some like deep reflection and prayer about where I wanted to see God this year. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the things that I prayed for was I prayed to get to be a part of an adult baptism. Um just because I wanted to see an adult uh come to know and love and follow Jesus. And within the local church, we see a lot of children getting baptized and getting welcomed in and and raised, but sometimes we don't see adults. And I was wondering if, um, this might be the Avenue of God answering my prayer. Mm. Um, because while I hoped it would happen at Murray Hill and at the time I was praying, didn't Mm -hmm. know. And I Mm -hmm. hope they have some adult baptisms. Um, I think that, uh, students will be doing a lot of soul searching and that might be a great opportunity to see that happen.
2: I am elated, so excited that you are joining our team. Um, and with you comes Chris and I'm just, I'm stoked to just be friends with him and, but also to see what he brings to the table as an engineer and, um, as a follower of Jesus, who also is an engineer. Um, and then I think Eli yesterday just got acclimated and has joined the director's team. Um,
1: so I, they'll bring, they will definitely bring some gifts to the team. Chris, um, some of the things that Chris really loved about uh, campus ministry and working in staff was a lot of the fellowship time. Mm. And it's been hard to connect in local churches for him. And I think that he is looking forward to how, um, students may be more open to him than some of the church people have been. Mm -hmm. Um, if you like, Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers he has got it all set up no he's one so in, excited no one in
2: CCW plays Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers that's just not something that, that right now you're, you don't know this friends who are listening but Ty is, just made a face at me because um, he knows I'm lying there's a lot of students who and I don't understand why and I definitely didn't create it but they definitely love playing those games Fine, yeah. fine.
1: And um, as for Eli, you know, when I was uh, Eli's age, my parents worked in youth ministry, which mm. is different from college ministry. But I got to be the little mascot that mm-hmm. went with them to all mm-hmm. of their events, and um, and those youth loved on me. Mm. And I would love it if Eli got to see the same kind of love from the students at CCW um, being the little mascot running around and bringing awesome. a lot of joy and life uh, to the group. Um, he's also a very serious kid, so, mm-hmm. you know, you get to watch his little brain working and, and things like that, but... Um, he's only 16 months old. So y'all will get to see a lot of change in him over the next couple of years. So I
2: think we're excited about that. Yeah. Haley, thank you so much for, uh, taking this step of faith into, uh, this adventure of campus ministry. And, uh, I'm excited that as we go into our eighth year of ministry, um, that you'll be with us in this, uh, it's a new era for us. Um, But I think there's so much hope and so much potential in what's ahead and that you get to be a part of it. You've already brought some incredible things to our team and you haven't actually officially started yet. Um, And so I can't imagine what happens when you're able to just give yourself fully um, your professional life to uh, serving college students in Northeast Florida. So, uh,
1: Well, I'm very excited as well. And, um, you know, I know it's going to be... Uh, A big adventure and an undertaking, a completely different rhythm, but I am, I'm here for it. (laughs) Ah, yes.
2: Thanks so much, friend. Appreciate it. Thanks, too. Yeah. Maddie Dittmer has served in many roles in CCW over the years. In this second interview, we'll hear her talk about her time in CCW and her transition to Tallahassee. So Maddie, um, tell us how you found out about CCW.
0: Um. Flagler does an event called wave of faith where Mm -hmm. all of the churches and uh, faith communities come um, out on the lawn and They're there with like flyers and stuff. Um, so I went and The funny thing is because I know I signed up for a lot of clubs because I was just like I don't know like where I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. Um, but the only ones I remember are grace and uh, CCW. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's cause that's, that's, that's where I ended up going, but I actually remember like going to those two tables. Um, and, um, Anna was there like first Flagler intern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Kate was there and, um, I think they, like, offered me a Popsicle or something, and I was, like, all insecure. So I was like, no, I'm fine. I don't need one. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, write your name and your number down. So I did. Um, and then Ana just texted me for a lot of weeks, and then I finally came.
2: Way really cool. <laughs> yeah. What was your experience that uh, those first few times that you were <laughs> in a CCW gathering?
0: Um, it was cool because it, like felt like I, be- like that's where I belonged from the mm. very beginning. Um, and I had like been to a few others and other ministries and churches and stuff and just hadn't felt that at yeah. all. And I like had gotten to the point where I was like, maybe I just won't find it. Like maybe that like somewhere where i belong just doesn't like exist. Mm. Um, and so, but it wasn't even like, Like, walking into CCW, pretty much as soon as I stepped into that space, I was like, oh, okay, I belong here. Like, Mm -hmm. it was before anyone even talked to me. Wow. Which is, yeah, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah.
2: Awesome. Wow. Tell, Tell me a little bit about how you got to Flagler.
0: Yeah, so I... I actually, since like middle school, was pretty sure I wanted to go to Palm Beach Atlantic um, Mm -hmm. University and study music. They have a popular music program there. And um, the pastor of my church, my old church's son, went there. And so that's how I found out about it. Um, And so like we went and toured and I applied and I was like, that's where I'm going. I actually even like got my roommate assignment and everything like with one of my friends I knew there. Um, And then the like academic part of it and the music part of it are two separate application processes. So Mm -hmm. I got accepted to the academic part and then I didn't get accepted to the music part. And they were like, um, they were like, you just need some more like of the like theory and stuff. And so they were saying I could go ahead and take classes and re-audition and I would probably be accepted. Um, and so that was a consideration I had, but I, I just looked more into the program and was like, I, maybe this actually isn't for me. Um, and then, but at that point I had like a month hmm. left and I hadn't applied anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and I think I got a fire in the mail from Flagler and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll just like look into it. And I applied. Um, and then I got accepted and we went and visited and I like, sent in my deposit to confirm that I was going there, I think, four or five hours before the deadline, so, <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah, it was, like, whatever that date is, like, May 1st or something, whatever mm-hmm. that is, um, I just made the deadline, Wow. but, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, you know, you're at Flagler, and you're starting to hang out with us, and um, you, I feel like, pretty quickly, you joined the band, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, and and w- one of the cool <laughs> things is you have kind of journeyed through almost every leadership role um, <laughs> in CCW. What what has that been like for you to just continue to sort of like evolve in your leadership?
0: Um, I think it's been really good for me, and I don't think it's something I would have just done. Like I mm. think the encouragement that I've received from everyone. Um, helped a lot but um, yeah I think just like learning to say yes even when I'm not really sure that I want to (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and every time I have said yes to something in leadership it's ended up being really good so I know that there are times when I probably would have rather said I won't do that (laughs) (laughs) but then I'm really thankful I did so um, and just like I've been in in, leadership, in church leadership since, like, middle school. Like, mm-hmm. I've had opportunities for that, like, my whole life. And um, there's de- there's just such a difference between, like, what I've experienced before CCW in leadership and what I experienced, like, in CCW. Mm. Um, and just, like – and part of that is that I think – CCW is really good at, like, believing in students and their abilities to lead and, like, telling them about that. Hmm. Um, because that's, I don't know. I, I don't think that's something I experienced in other spaces. Wow.
2: so wow. What do you think that is? I mean, wh- wh- why, you know, wh- what, what is it about the CCW environment? Like, how, how do we do that? How do we tell students that we believe in them how do we do that
0: i think cw is good at listening (laughs) Mm. um to like the hopes and dreams of students and then like just doing everything we can to like get on board with that and Mm. and make and like kind of help them realize those things Mm -hmm. um so it's not just like oh i am really passionate about this thing and then it stays there Mm -hmm. but like maybe we don't even have like a leadership position yet that would include that hope or dream of a student but we'll just make one we'll just like do whatever we can to make sure that they get to like pursue that if it seems like it's something yeah. God is calling them to
2: yeah is there a moment that you could talk about where leadership was challenging but you look back and you're like I'm, I'm really glad that I, I did that thing.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. um, if it's like a specific moment, I remember, um, I mean, it must have been, it was definitely my first semester. I don't know how many weeks I've been going to CCW, but um, you asked if I could go to Warren Willis to do like, I don't was it College Connection? Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So I went with Kate and Albert, I think. Okay. Um, and I had to like, go and like represent CCW, but I would like barely been going Mm -hmm. for that long. And um, at one point we like had to go stand up in front of everyone and talk to them (laughs) and I hate that. Um, But I especially hated it like back then. Um, But I did it and I remember like, that was kind of the first time I, I told like my story of how I got involved in CCW and like just saying that out loud made me realize like what a god thing that was wow because i was like this is really cool but actually getting to tell people this is how it all played out and this is why i'm here and why i love it was like a whole a whole new thing (laughs)
2: wow yeah so (coughs) your time in ccw is uh at least is you know being directly involved in our ministry is starting to come to a close I know. and nobody's excited I know. nobody's excited but um, you know it, it's you know it's a part of sort of this journey that we're in this space for a small amount of time and then we we move on I mean that is the campus to city idea mm-hmm. that we, spend you know this time in this campus moment doing all that we can to affirm um, the value and the sacred worth of our students and to call them to live out isaiah 61 one four, being rebuilders renewers restores um, and so they go back out into the world go mm-hmm. back out into the cities of the world um, what are you going to be doing um, now that your time at ccw is coming to a close what's coming next
0: Um, I'm moving to Tallahassee to, sorry, I'm still a little bit sick. Um, um, I'm moving to Tallahassee to get my master's at, um, Florida State University Mm -hmm. in media and communications. Um, and I'll be, I'll be a teacher assistant while I'm doing that. Um, and then I'll be working at a coffee shop, (laughs) but yeah, I'm excited.
2: Awesome. Do you already have a coffee shop lined up? yeah what coffee shop red eye i've heard of that
0: it was like started by someone who was like planning a church and they made coffee and then yeah,
2: yeah. it's really cool awesome i know i oh you already have a job i whatever. know that's whatever.
0: like one of those I, again like one of those things that just like everything's falling into place and i'm like i don't even what but it's cool Stop. <laughs>
2: <I'm excited>. whatever <laughs> what what do you say to the Debian's listening to this podcast that um, that will miss you? What do What do you say to them?
0: That I'll miss them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like can't even like begin to express how much I'll miss CCW mm. and um, and while I'll definitely miss CCW and I'll miss everyone here. I also feel pretty confident in, like, the friendships I've made lasting. Yeah. Um, Like, I need them to last because I need to have these people in my life (laughs) forever. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I'll miss you all, but this isn't, like, the end of our friendships or anything like that at all.
2: Once a Debian, always Always. always a Debian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maddie, <laughs> you are such a joy. I just, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, gr- I'm glad that you are, uh, that you've got these really great opportunities to continue education. I do, you know, I do wish you would say, because I, I, I have appreciated your quiet courage. And um, you, you walk into a room and you don't need to say a lot of words, but you have garnered so much respect. Um, and trust, and influence, and, um, oh man, I've been so grateful for it, and, you know, you've sent me encouragement um, when I send my text after every single sermon, hey guys, hope that was okay, feedback is great, and you're like, yeah, that was a good one, like, and I always know that when you send me feedback, like, you're not, you you really are, like, you give me specific things that you actually got out of a message. And, like, I just, oh, it's like, I'm going to miss that. Um, but mostly I've just, it's been such a great honor to watch you just sort of evolve into uh, this incredible woman of God who is owning her gifts and, and, is, and using them and stepping into new things um, with courage. And I just... I bless you and I am cheering for you and yet we'll always be here for you. Um, So Maddie, thank you so much for letting us get to know you these last few years and uh, looking forward to all the great things you'll do in in the coming years.